Hello and welcome to another edition of Slow Death in the Afternoon Podcast. This is Jerry and with me is my good friend Dan. How you doing? That would be me. Hey. Hey, what hey. are you doing? Hey. What are you doing? It's 12 degrees there. Uh, it's 12 degrees. Degrees. It's 12 degrees. <laughs> and I just got back from the dentist. Dot <laughs> com. <laughs> it's 12 degrees and dropping. It's supposed to get to like negative six. Oh. That's not right, dude. It's uh, I've got it's, my. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it's like uh, it's like seventy-five degrees here and, and rising. If I were another type of person, I would just simply say I hate you. <laughs> yeah, but you can. I know you don't mean it in the no, uh, the no, actual I, I, I don't because I actually I actually enjoy the the cold. It's weird, I know, but I, I lived for so long in Texas and endured those Texas summers. That I would rather be in a in a Chicago winter than face a Texas summer. You know, I will. Um, man, wow! I was going to say I'll agree with you, but then I, I was just recalling uh, in December when my wife and I went to uh, New York, and uh-huh. it was freezing, like with a capital freeze. And uh, I mean, it wasn't snowing, but. Um, Oh, I was I was going to ask if you're there for the blizzard. No, we actually, you know what's funny? We got out of there the day before it blew in. Mm. Uh, we were we were on the runway, and they actually had to uh, wait for ten minutes because of weather shifts. And we're sitting there going, "Oh no, we are so going to be stuck here." And we weren't. We actually got out, and then uh, then uh, the snowpocalypse happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So uh, they, they survived it. All my friends back in New York uh, and and uh, Alabama said that uh, it was like six, six, eight inches of snow on the ground and just craziness. Oh, yeah, I, I heard that. Uh, well, uh, our, our mutual friend Pat was saying there's nine inches on the ground in St. Louis. Oh, and really? so he was working from home. Wow. That's so. crazy. That's craziness. Well, tonight I am sipping not on a slow death in the afternoon cocktail. I'm sipping on something that I'm not sure if there's a name for. But I, f- I found something that makes lucid palatable. What? Well, and, what is that? And that is Mountain Dew. <laughs> so, I, what was I, this I am, I am speechless and flabbergasted at the same time. <laughs> what, do, what do you want to call that? I don't know. It's it's really good, but so it's got some to do with mountains, do. But it's I'm, hard, I'm thinking green. call that leave twenty bucks on a stump. <laughs> That's what you should call that drink. It's good. Is it really? Actually, yeah. I I think this. What was it last summer or this summer? I I sent you a text saying that I tried um, um, a Mountain Dew with uh, with absinthe. Right. And it was good. Well, it is. It's and it's 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 good. I'm telling you right now, you got to come up with a name because someone's going to take that and they're going to call it something, and it's going to take off like wildfire. You have to come up with a name that makes it distinctly. Uh, well, well, we can't call it "Slow Death in the Afternoon" because they're solely rhythms. I hate it when the good names are all taken. <laughs> yeah, maybe we could call it uh, "Slow Slow Mountain in the No." Slow, slow death in the mountain. <laughs> do slow do death. Do, do diligence. Do wad. Do <laughs> death in the mountain. Something. Stump, Stumpdo.com. <laughs> I'm thinking. Uh, maybe we should just uh, ask our listeners to um, uh, make a suggestion. What would you call absinthe and and um. Mountain Dew together. It, well, and, let me let's clarify it, that. Is it Mountain Dew like regular Mountain Dew? Is it Code Red? Is it because there's like 18? it's regular. It's regular. It's it's the one with the sugar in it. I actually tried it at one point with the Diet Mountain Dew, and that was oh. Suckwad City. Dude, you anything have, with 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 um, Diet chemicals. Yeah, in no, there. yeah, you don't want to put Diet chemicals in with alcohol. Who knows what kind of creature will crawl out? Oh, here's what we could call it. I got the perfect name for it. We could call it Dude, Where's My Spoon? <laughs> okay. Because you got the do in there and the absent spoon. Uh, I don't know. I just came up with it. That's fine. Or Dude, Where's My Absinthe? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> dude, where's my brain? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, do the dude. No, that just sounds wrong. <laughs> Good heavens. Uh, so what does it taste like? I mean, because I know Mountain Dew's kind of got that really high citrusy, sweet kind of thing going, and Absinthe, okay. of course, has a slightly bitter anise taste. Well, yeah, okay, remember I'm drinking with Lucid, which is kind of harsh and jaggedy at the edges. So, so, so what, what does it taste like? I mean, if you if you could draw a verbal picture... And what color is it, for God's sakes? It, it looks, it, it's it's milky green. Really? It's perfect. I mean, it looks, you can't tell it's Mountain Dew in there. So it didn't, like, turn, like, fluorescent yellow or anything? No, no. It, wow. It's toned down. It, it looks just like I luched it with water. Um, it tastes like someone melted licorice into your 7-Up. Oh, okay. All right. That that's about it. All right. Well, I'm. You may have to write that recipe down and put it on our. Uh, on okay. Our okay. Because, you know, maybe that's. Maybe we'll call it, dude. Where's my Jerry? <laughs> dude, where's my drink? <laughs> well, it's got to have your name in it because it's your it's your drink. So you can no, I don't you want can, to like blame. claim this one. Dude, where's my? Where's my podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. We'll probably get sued by New Line Cinema or something like that for. Oh, glad him. So yeah. So um, quick comment. Uh, you had uh, purchased a bottle of Clandestine. Yes. And you love it. I love it, and I was singing its praises on the last episode. Yes. In fact, uh, so much so that I am going to go out and buy a bottle uh, this weekend. Oh, cool. So then we can kind of do side by side taste notes. That's uh, perfect. For for our next podcast, I think I think that would be a good idea if we uh, if we start doing that, so we can actually do a play by play. It'd be like a virtual tasting uh, from across the uh, from across the, the the country from each other. Exactly. I don't think I could actually call myself East Coast though. Well, are you are you really East Coast? You're more. I'm on a coast, and it's the east, but it's not the ocean. It's just a really, really big lake, and uh, and it's to the east of me, which is weird because every time I think of Chicago, I think it's north of me, but right. it's not. I'm usually west of it, so it's completely thrown my internal compass off, especially since the, the other town that I spend a lot of time around, which is Davenport and the Moline area, it's the only place where the Mississippi River goes from east to west yeah. instead of north to south. It's It makes this L shape right Is there. this like uh, Australia where the toilet goes in reverse? Almost, especially if you've had a lot of absinthe to drink. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, one thing I really noticed that I was, I was listening, when, uh, of course I was listening, I was editing the the last version of or, or the last episode. I sounded really wasted at the end. You did. I was. I was going to comment. I was going to comment on that. I, I actually, I think you skyped me a couple, uh, like moments after, uh-huh. and said, "So, what did you say?" It was hilarious. It was a, it was a, a text message, and it said, "I'm melting or I'm spinning or something." Like, <laughs> I did. It was hilarious. I, I thought that was very, very funny. Don't remember. I wonder if that was a bad thing to do. Well. Maybe I should limit myself to just one, like like I originally had. But the problem is I had I pulled all the different bottles out here. I know. So that I could read them and talk to you about them with them sitting in front of me. Because See, my, that's the difficulty. It's like you can't just pull them out. Pouring them into the glass. That's that, <laughs> that's where it went horribly that's, awry. That's where, that's where the problem started. And I know there's a lot of people out there thinking, yep. You've got a problem, and there's 12 stiffs to get rid of it, too. I remember I was addicted to cowgirls once, but thankfully I got into a two-step program. <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I will be here all week, sadly. Um, we got a, I got a message, or maybe both of us got a message from our friend Pat in St. Louis, who said he has tried the bison grass vodka, and it is most excellent. Really, I did not get that uh, that message. Well, he, he said it was wonderful, so really? I might have to try that. You know, I think uh, as as our listenership grows, 
Uh, it would be nice to get some feedback. Well, number one, it'd be nice to get any feedback. But uh, it would also be nice for our listeners to kind of give their uh, taste tests of their favorite absinths as uh, well. That would be great if we ever have any listeners who drink absinthe. <laughs> I know. <laughs> They're all sitting at with their Coors Lights and pork rinds. Oh, no, 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 no. I think it's more like a bottle of wine, and they're just laughing at us. Yeah, yes. Um, I, I do know we, we have one, at least one listener or someone who listened once who drinks absinthe. And uh, actually, we have messages. Uh, should we get to those now or later? What? We, we actually have messages? We have some messages on the website. Oh, I didn't. You know what? I, I had kept going back and looking and looking and looking and looking. And I finally just stopped looking because I didn't think anyone was ever going to leave any. Uh, episode three has two messages. And Holy crap, dude. Uh, one please is, read on. Let's go to. See, we need some fun uh, viewer mail music. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's time for viewer mail. Viewer mail. In the afternoon.com. So our first uh, viewer mail, viewer mail, viewer, is listener, mail? listener mail is from our winner, Bobbin. Oh, very she nice. says, Dan, thank you for the spoon, but I'll pass on the sex change. Wow. That was a very generous offer, but I'm fond of my parts. You and Jerry are a hoot. Keep it up. Wow. Well, Bobbin, you're, you're absolutely welcome. And, uh, I'm just saying, uh, there is nothing wrong with uh, being a hermaphrodite. She's she's not. No, I know, but I, I, <laughs> I was going to say we could make that happen. I mean, you know, it's just no. flight to Switzerland no. for no. leave leave Bobbin alone. <laughs> I'm just saying we made the offer. She's declining, and I'm just saying it's you know it doubles your chances for a date. Well, here's here's another comment from someone else who we know, and this is where I heard the message. So I've already said this. Pat says, I've had the bison grass vodka, and it is awesome. The grass smooths out the vodka medicine taste. It's beyond vodka. Recommended. Wow. Uh, so two uh, hooves up from Pat. Yeah. Wow. Two, two bison horns in the air from Pat. <laughs> nice. Horns up, baby. <laughs> That's exciting. Wow. So we actually got viewer mail. Um, I'm, uh, is there any? Uh, is that it? That's it. Okay. I'll, I'll take it. Well, thank you, listeners. Never. Better than nothing. Nah, hey, you know what? Honestly, that's two more than we had last time. Yep. Doesn't uh, and, and it and it counts even though we do know them. <laughs> that's we do. Well, um, do I know Bobbin? Well, you may not know Bobbin, but I know Bobbin. Bobbin was my this roommate. Sounds, this sounds like a uh, like uh, something very clandestine. No. <laughs> See, no. clandestine. Get it? It was a reference to the uh, absent. R R R R. Thank you. Moving on. Listen to me. I was, I was laughing like Mork. <laughs> I wasn't sure what you were doing. I was about ready to go do the Heineken remover. <laughs> I've got a Heineken stuck in my throat. I need the Heineken. Okay. So no, it was like. Speaking humor, of Heineken, our, 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 yeah. my friend. Um, <laughs> there, did I tell you when I, we got, uh, when we were in New York and we got stuck in the Santa flash mob, right? No. I didn't tell you this? No. Dude, we're walking down the street, and this is like uh, around the 11th of uh, December. Uh, my wife and I are walking down the street, and there's like a little cachet of like two or three Santas mm -hmm. across the street. And I thought, you know, whatever. You know, there's a couple Santas. It's Christmas time, so they're, they're out doing some. We go another block, and this is on the – let's see. Where were we? We're in – not Queens. Uh, we're in Brooklyn. And uh, – we're walking down another block, and there's like about ten to twelve of them standing around. It's like it's it's kind of getting creepy at this point. I'm going, you know, this many Santa Clauses in one place cannot be uh, a good thing. We walk down another block. I turn a corner, Jerry. I swear to you, five hundred Santa Clauses. <laughs> like I am surrounded by Saint Nick. Like, I'm not even kidding you. At, uh, I think so it was, I, it was a flash mob or a pub crawl? Well, it was a pub crawl. They do these um, they do these things every year, um, and apparently it's in a different it's in a different uh, different city. And we were asking them, you know, like, dude, what the hell? You know, there's like there's a million Santa Claus, and it's a little frightening. 
And they said, yeah, every year in a different city, uh, this is what we do. And it's, uh, <laughs> it, it was actually kind of kind of frightening. So I, I have a picture of uh, that oh, I'm going to send you. Yeah, you can so post cool. on the website. I don't really, yeah. I don't really care. It's uh, it's actually uh, me in the middle of this whole Santa thing. But the the point I was getting to uh, with the Santa Con, as they called it, um, was there's Santa Clauses and um, reindeer and snowmen and all that right stuff that you would think normally and elves that you would uh, normally associate with Christmas, right? Yeah. One girl dressed up like a Heineken bottle. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. It, she was so weird and so out of place. And I saw her like nine hours later on the subway, absolutely so, hammered beyond belief. Didn't know who she was. And she was still there, dressed as a bottle. Still dressed in the Heineken bottle. It was the funniest thing. So I'm sending you, I'm sending you the photo of me in the middle of the, Got it. Santa. It's it's pretty amazing. I mean, and that's just the part you can see if uh that's if Anne just, was that's too funny. Isn't that hilarious? Yeah, you can post that if you want. But okay. uh, there 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 it went on like a half a block. There were five hundred of these people. <laughs> and, and the best part we saw we saw a few of them later on in the day and I said, Hey, uh how's the pub crawl uh pub crawl going? And uh, the guy said, well, we only made it to three bars, and they were blitzed beyond belief. <laughs> uh, I said, well, you're maximizing your time. So, <laughs> Well, I know in Chicago every summer they have um, a zombie pub crawl, and uh, I, I always wanted to be part of that. I thought that would be funny. Yeah, I, I, that and a uh, zombie, uh, what do they do? What a, it's not a crawl, but they do a, like a zombie march, I guess. Mm. I don't know. For zo- zombie rights? Something. I, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, for uh, equal rights for the undead. But, because, uh, well, you know, someone has to represent the undead. Nobody else does. They were once people, too. Yes. Is what I always say. They once had feelings. Yes. <laughs> they did. They once gave a shit. You know, you- <laughs> so we should, too. Exactly. Someday. You know, actually, what we're doing, uh, a friend of mine down here, We there's a lot of fundraisers that uh-huh. that go on, right? And they're really good causes and stuff like that. So I've been trying to figure out a way to help, and I'm being totally serious because I went out and bought the domain for it. Uh-huh. We're going to do a zombie car wash. Oh, how awesome. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to dress, we're going to teach. I mean, we're, we're, our hope is to kind of build it up into a franchise type of thing mm-hmm. where we have a whole kit laid out. So it's like anybody can do it and like teach them how to stagger, tell show them how to stay in character while they're washing cars and get, get, uh, sponges that look like brains so they can wash <laughs> the car. and just do it upright, you know, and just, and make some t-shirts and, and make a fundraiser for a lot of the different stuff that goes on here in, uh, the Chino area. So that's, that's what's happening. I'll, I'll fill you in as time uh, marches on on that. That is, that is really cool. I, yeah. I, that that's very creative. Zombie car wash coming soon. Dot <laughs> com. Well, the zombiecarwash.com is the... Uh, is in fact it. Okay. Yeah, but there's nothing there. It's just a placeholder. I don't know if you've seen this. I, I doubt if you have. But if you get the opportunity just for the sheer weirdness of it, the human centipede. Oh, okay. It is, it's two hours of your life you will never get back. <laughs> but it is, it's about this evil... And why is it all all the all the evil doctors are German? <laughs> why is that? Um, hmm. because they all worked on the the um, buzz bombs. Oh, all right. But I mean, and the V two. Like, it just seems like every every uh, film where there's some some wacky doctor, he usually ends up being German. So anyway, German doctor uh, is trying to build a human centipede by grafting uh, three people together. End to end to end. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you this. It is the most. It it it's such a train wreck. It's like I could I started watching it. And I'm going. This is the worst film. But I had to wait and see what he was going to do next. I couldn't walk away from it because I wanted to see what 
was going to happen at the end because it had to redeem itself somehow and it never really did. So, <laughs> so in that case, it was a success. It was a success. <laughs> I, you really need to see it. It's it was successfully successfully unredeemable. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, it it was just so bizarre and so so weird. I guess that's the only way I can put it. It's just such a, the story is great and the guy that plays the evil doctor is amazing. He, I would love to see him in more films because he is—he's creepy and he's skinny and he's just got this weird, twisted look, you know, kind of like, uh, kind of a Christopher Walken. Imagine Christopher Walken's scary granddad. <laughs> That's what this guy looks like. Uh. So, Human Centipede, uh, highly recommended, and I would say. Probably one of the best uh, movies to drink a couple glasses of absinthe before. Okay, I've got the. I found the trailer. Yes. <laughs> let's let's just say sometimes six legs are not as good as just two. <laughs> Here's a quick aside for you future people listening to us way back here in the past. This was originally recorded when that movie was brand new, and it's been out for a number of years now, and I still have not seen it or the sequel. But have you? And if you have, use the Anchor app and send us a comment telling us what you think of it. Anyway, that was an idea. Back to the episode. So Human Centipede. Good absent film. That gives me, uh, I'll give that one three spoons up out of five. <laughs> So, okay, that I have to ask you this then. Please, please. Because this is not something that I do, but I'm wondering if it's something that, that others do. Do you sit around and drink absinthe and watch bad films? I have, yes. Okay. And, and think, well, you know what? It's just like anything. It's like uh, I've uh, – my, my friend Mark and I, we, mm-hmm. uh, when I will venture down into the OC from the Inland Empire – uh, we've uh, thrown back a few absinthe before uh, going out and seeing a movie, or we went and saw a, a Dread Zeppelin uh, down at the Coach House in uh, in Capistrano. I've never seen them, but I have a couple of their MP3s that I dude, they're amazing. Yeah, probably one of the one of the most fun bands to see live next to Guar that I've that I've ever seen. Even oh, better than Mini Kiss. I you know I have not had the pleasure of seeing mini kiss live, nor did I, uh, I wasn't able to get them for my, uh, yeah, your anniversary. Birth, yeah. So while we didn't get mini kiss to play at my 50th birthday party, my lovely wife has said that she's going to make it up to me, uh, for my 60th and, uh, which <laughs> I'll, I'll probably be dead by then. So, uh, uh, I mean, I know that I'm, well, I'm 51. How, you're, you, you're not, I'm, I'm 50. Are you really? I thought you were younger than I was. Well, I am by less than a year. Oh, all right. Well, if you're still alive, uh, please be one of my pallbearers. Uh, okay. I would appreciate that. And it you would be the, my uh, pleasure, but this is extremely creepy to talk about. Well, no, because we're broadcasting in the future. You know this. Uh, okay. Well, this, uh, okay. Uh, to our listeners, as far as I know, we're both dead. We could, we could very well be. <laughs> at least at least our careers are. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> our careers were stillborn. They oh, never no were kidding. alive. <laughs> no kidding. Good lord. So, but yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, I I have these grandiose plans for my funeral. Um, I want to record a video to have played. Actually, if I had my way. I would have myself taxidermied and sitting in the front row with glasses on so nobody would, like, know it was me until uh-huh. it was, like, time to bury me. And then the guys would come up, pick me up, and put me in the box. <laughs> I think that would be awesome. I would be so excited. Well, what you could do, though, is since they probably won't let you do that, you could have a wax dummy of yourself made. And then have them go out and pick you up and take you and put your the wax dummy in the casket and so that everybody freaks out. I like that idea, too. Maybe, because you know what? If, if I start saving now, by the time I'm 60, I could have Disney just retrofit great moments with Mr. Lincoln <laughs> and make it great moments with Mr. Ledbetter. I think that would be hilarious. That would be great. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine an animatronic Dan Ledbetter uh, getting up and delivering my own eulogy? 
<laughs> I that, would, that, that would rock, dude. That, oh, was, that would I'm, totally rock. I, I'm excited now. Now there's now there's hope for the future. You just totally gave me a story idea. Well, there you go. You that's, imagine, that's I mean, I've, I've already written and had published one story where a woman was murdered by her husband, but she had a backup. She was backing her brain up like as if she were a computer. Right. And so that backup was running in a computer, and she was solving her murder from the computer. Oh, wow. Right? And then, and then part of the adventure was she downloaded herself into this, like, service robot. So, so I could see this future where you pass away, but you're still living on in the computer. Then they could download you into an Android, and you can get up and give your own eulogy. I think there's a market there. <laughs> I sure would love, even if it was just like a head in a plexiglass box that could move and talk, <laughs> I would totally love to give my own eulogy. That would be so awesome. Oh, my gosh. Dude. Animatronic <sighs> head eulogies. You know, well, you know what's funny? They do have that service. Um, it's a place in England where if you get cremated and you send them your ashes, yeah. they will press actual records of your voice huh? using the using the ashes. They they like well, it's like a, a a permanent thing of it's you, but they take the ashes and grind them up so fine and and they mix it in with the vinyl and they'll press a record with like whatever you want your last message to whoever to be. That's freaky cool. Isn't that wild? Yeah. So what I could do is give myself cream. Well, see, this is where it's hard because I don't really want to be cremated because I'm, I'm definitely afraid of fire. I know, I know, I'm dead and uh, I won't care, but still, it's just the thought. Yeah. Like, but I, And besides, I've always told people that I want to be buried because I'm going to come back out of the ground and eat their brains. <laughs> okay, yeah, it would be so, kind of hard if you're an ash. Yeah, that would, that would It'd be, be like you, this record would like levitate up and float around and slice right. people's heads off. It'd be like rolling around <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a trash can lit down the street. It'd be but, like the, the bowling ball possessed by the dead father from, uh, oh, what was that movie with um, Janine Garofalo? Oh, Mystery Men. Yeah, that was I, the best part of that was the only good part of the movie was her part. You know, I have that bowling ball. What? I have that bowling ball, not the actual one from the film, oh, but I have a oh. replica of it. Oh no, you didn't? Yeah, uh, yeah that's great. Six sixteen pounds of uh, resin fury is what I like <laughs> to call it. I, I, I can I can throw that thing down the lane so fast. It, you it'll bowl, make your huh? head spin. Yeah, I like bowling. I I don't get out and and bowl as much as I like, but. Dude, I'm telling you, I'm I'm all about. I got my own shoes. I got my own towel. I got. I have two balls. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. I'm, ironically, no, I've got two balls. I have two balls, and I have my own shoes and my towel. <laughs> and I have a towel, and I have my own glove. So don't fuck with me. Exactly. So with apologies to Lance Armstrong, um, I do have two balls. Uh, one is a, the one with the skull. It's clear with this big skull in the middle. And the other looks like this. It's a 14-pound eyeball. Dude, I don't want to hear you talking about your balls. <laughs> On live podcasting. <laughs> but, I mean, it's their great. It's a giant eyeball. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hilarious. It's like I hadn't got it drilled yet because it's so freaking cool on its own. Yeah. It, it's, it's, all, it's a white ball. It's got little blood vessels going up to the cornea and the eye. It's just a giant eyeball. It looks like a Von is Dutch it, kind of thing. Is it realistic? If you were 75 feet tall, it'd be about uh, life-size. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no. I don't mean life-size. I mean, is it realistic? Does it look realistic? Or does I it think, look like I, a... well, pretty much as realistic as a 14-pound eyeball can look. Okay. Cause... You know? Ebonite, if you go online and look at ebonite.com, E-B-O-N-I-T-E, Type in ebonite eyeball, it'll pop up. It says. I mean, I would get even though I don't play um, bowling, I would love to buy one of those and just put it on a on a stand and have right. it sitting on my desk. Well, that's what I'm I'm hoping to do. I've been waiting number one to uh, get my office finished here because I've got so much room in here, and I need to bring all my oddities and knickknacks and. You get paid. You get to deduct that office, don't you? Yeah, I do. Oh, awesome! So that's that's kind of exciting. I, I well, I, I I live in 
in a one room house. So <laughs> it would be kind of hard. <laughs> could, could you could you not deduct? Uh, do you work from home at all? I do, but not enough, I don't think, to warrant that. I'm probably going to work from home tomorrow because of the weather it's coming through, but we'll see. Uh, it's down to 12 degrees now. Oh, that's right. You don't want to go outside because you could freeze to death. Uh, it's an actual, they, they give out these, these warnings saying, you know, if you're going to go outside, you know, make sure you cover your face and your ears and your head and wear some sort of, like, goggles. because Protective clothing, could- a hazmat suit. Well, I mean, you could you could actually like your eyeballs will freeze. Yeah, well, mine were just about freezing in New York. I I had to buy a uh, stocking cap to put over my head. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's uh, it's it's going to be like negative six, but with the wind chill, it's like negative twenty something. Oh. And they they call that deadly cold up up here. Ah, I'd like to shout out to my f- my friend Marion Rich. I'm just want to say I'm glad you're feeling better, sweetheart. Oh, who is what? Uh... She's she's a fellow writer. Uh, she's a horror writer. Really? Uh, yeah, she's got a series of um, very nifty and cool vampire books. Wow. So, well, vampires are the rage right now. I'm just I'm just reading uh, my. <laughs> I've got Facebook open, and so she just posted that she's feeling better. Oh, well, that's nice. Don't touch that dial, because there probably isn't one. Unless you're using some sort of newfangled retro holographic podcast radio emulator. You future people, you. But here in the past, we've got to pay some bills. And so there may or may not be some sort of message from our sponsors here. Hey, Jerry here. As some of you may have guessed, part of my day job involves setting up and maintaining websites. Recently, I had a project where I needed to convert an older website to WordPress, and part of the challenge was choosing the perfect website hosting service. I did a lot of research, and I finally chose DreamHost. Not only is DreamHost widely recognized, but they're the number one recommended hosting service by WordPress themselves. And they have their own web hosting service, but they still wholeheartedly endorse DreamHost. Well, since then, I discovered I like DreamHost so much that I moved all my personal websites to DreamHost, including the blog for this podcast. And it is my great pleasure to have DreamHost be an affiliate sponsor to the show. And we can offer you, our listeners, $50 off if you sign up using our link. Now, we chose them, they didn't choose us. We wanted them specifically as a sponsor. So if you're wanting to set up a website or a blog, and especially if you want to use WordPress, the easiest and most trusted content management system out there, just go to absinthepodcast.com slash dreamhost and sign up. Once again, if you use our link, you'll end up with $50 off and you'll be helping our show. Remember that link, absinthepodcast.com slash dreamhost, and get your website up and running today. Hey, future people, welcome back to us here in the past. Hope you're enjoying yourself because we're about to dive back into it. Well, I could tell you for sure that Mountain Dew goes with absinthe. I... I know you have said this, and I am going to have to try it for myself. Yeah. I wouldn't waste your good absinthe on it, though. <laughs> no. I'll, I'll go. You know what? I do need to go and pick up. Uh, I've got to get a wider selection. I used to, back in the day, my friend, before uh, before I went through my divorce, I had like, at one time, I had like 37 different bottles. Wow. I could go to my little bar thing in my office and go, let's see, what do I want today? Do I want, you know, uh, some Serpice? Do I want some uh, Pernod? Do I, what a, I, I, it was like, I, it was like going into your wine cellar. It was uh-huh. like, I had so many different kinds, but sadly those days are no more for right now. And, uh, Oh, there will be again. At some point. Oh yeah, it will be. I just need to, I just need, you know what I need to do? I just need to go out and do it. I've been, I've been kind of, uh, when uh, when the divorce happened and my house foreclosed and I lost my job, it, like all that happened within a sixty day period. Yeah. So it was like, 
you know, I, I kind of went into a survival mode where I really didn't spend a lot of uh, of money on myself because I, I was kind of in a... Um, you go, you went into monk mode as well. Yeah, kind of monk mode or, or yeah, I, I guess the conversation that was going on in my head was like a, a, a scarcity conversation. Like I just didn't, yeah. I felt like I didn't have enough money. So, yeah. so now actually I'm doing okay. You know, uh, I'm not where I was before that, but I mean, you know what, I'm, I'm healthy, I, uh, I have an amazing marriage to a, a wonderful, beautiful woman. Yeah, you got a, you got quite the wife and, and daughters too. Oh my gosh, they're it's amazing. Like you just inherited you know, like Wonder Family. You know what? Seriously, go You're one lucky guy. I, I've seen pictures of them on on Facebook. They're phenomenal and they're hilarious yeah. and they're fun to hang out with. It's like, you know, and you know, it, coming into a to a family unit that's already been established mm-hmm. is is always hard. I mean, you know this. It's like yeah. you're kind of like the outsider coming into something that's been around for years. Yeah. And the thing that I appreciate about about this family, my family, is that it, it just was so natural and so organic. It's like I didn't have to force my way in. I didn't have to like, you know, be like the 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 frog, uh, Michigan J. Frog from the Warner Brothers cartoon, you know, doing a song and dance <laughs> to try to win them over. Hello, it's like, my baby. Hello, my baby. Exactly. <laughs> I, I just I just was me, and it's like it just happened so great. And they're they're amazing. They're such a great, uh, such a great family. And it's it's kind of fun too because the girls. Are now coming to me for advice with guys. Oh, bad, bad idea. No, it actually is awesome because <laughs> because see, this is what's great because I'm I'm such a player hater because I'm not a player. I never was a player. In fact, uh, I was uh, I was talking to my wife uh, about this like a couple weeks ago. So she she knows that when it comes to women like being attracted to me, that I'm like the most ignorant person in the history of the world. It's like they would have to tear off their clothes. And throw themselves on me, and I'd say, "Oh, ma, I'm sorry, you tripped." <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, you might actually get there. They might kind of like you at that point. Right? Yeah. You know, I, know. I, I think she likes me. I'm not 100 percent positive. Well, but... you know, I'm a lot like that too, because you know, I've, at one point, I went to my wife and I said, "You know, hun, if a girl comes up and like like puts her arms around me and like presses her boobs against me, does that mean she likes me?" <laughs> and she went. Uh, yeah. I went, oh, okay. Got All it. right, good to know. <laughs> good, 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 good information to, to have. And then she's like, who's doing that? I'm like, oh, no one. No one that I can think of right offhand. But the scary part is if, if I, I asked my wife, I said, honey, if, if a girl comes up to me and takes off her boobs and presses them up against me, <laughs> does that mean she likes me? So I, that was what? difficult. That was a hard conversation to have. So. Yeah, I bet. Okay, yeah. for one, I mean, it was their wires attached, or did like they drip fluid? I oh, dude, <laughs> good, good lord, that's disgusting. Well, either she's a robot or a zombie. One of one the, of the two. <laughs> See, it all comes back to the undead. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, so but it's it's so funny because like. When I was at this motorcycle show, and I to the, and how funny is this? It's like I'm still not convinced uh-huh. that this this girl was trying to hit on me. But uh, we were at this motorcycle show, and we were tearing down our booth, and they had a booth over there, and she was like just a booth babe hanging out, you know, at this uh-huh. chopper shop. She was this little goth chick, about twenty four, twenty five years old, but I she like had goth chicks. Well, this one had the most disturbing tattoo. I have ever seen in my life. I think we might have talked about it on Zombie Beach, but she had a autopsy scar tattoo. What? It went from like her her both clavicles to the middle of her chest and down to her navel. And it was it was a scar. Like it they tattooed it to look like a scar that had been sewn back up and it was kind of light blue and pink like it you know it no, was you've like never told me about this. i never told you about this dude she no. so she had this scar right and so we're just chatting i mean just you know because we're like five feet away from each other so we're talking blah 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 and so at the end of the show we're tearing stuff down and we've got this one bike and i'm pushing over and she comes over and she lays on the motorcycle and says i well i, I won't say what I won't use the expletive, but she said, I really want to have sex on this motorcycle. <laughs> and, and I thought, well, you know, everyone's got to have a dream. <laughs> so I said, can you please move so I can move this bike? And she looked kind of miffed and took off. And I was telling uh, 
tell my wife about it. She goes, you dummy. She was like hitting on you. <laughs> and I'm going, well, how was I to know with her and her autopsy scar, for heaven's sakes? It's not often I get like goth chicks okay. hitting on me. I, I got to – okay, let's, let's like freeze frame this. All right. I want to examine this. This is an interesting thing. Okay. Okay. Was she like beautiful? She was very pretty. Yeah. She was. She okay. was probably about. I'd say she was about five foot five. Uh, I, I wouldn't say she was like you know like a like a super tight swimsuit model type, but she, kind she of. She was attractive. Very attractive. Yeah, and I mean she looked she looked good in the clothing she was wearing. Okay. Now why thereof. would why would an attractive girl get a tattoo like that. See, that's the thing that that kills me, no pun intended. It's like I and dude, this was not like a small like a fake tattoo or this was like a hardcore you're committed tattoo. Yeah. Like all the way down her sternum, like to her belly button, it looked like she had been cut open and sewed back up. And are you sure it was a tattoo? Positive. Because I asked her, we we had a, a full discussion about. It. I said, "That's a great tattoo," and she said, "Yeah, you know, I got this like three years ago, and you know, it, it gets a lot of comments." Okay, now here's the thing. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm psychoanalyzing this girl All right. from from your memory. Right. All right. Someone who does this wants attention. Sure. But what the hell kind of attention is you are you going to get from that? Well, the wrong kind. Well, you know, here's the thing. Or, or, or does she have some sort of mental problem? Which could very well be too. Well, I mean, you know, if she's propositioning you by laying down on a bike and saying, "I want to fuck you," well, she on, on she didn't motorcycle. she didn't necessarily say me, but she was commenting I wanna, on. I want to fuck on this motorcycle. You could yeah. go ahead and you. We have an expletive uh, uh, flag on iTunes, so oh, you can go yeah. ahead and, well, there and you use go. the F word as many times as you want. Unless, if you're uncomfortable with it, we won't. Well, we, you, we, you, uh, that's, I'll, I will use it when it's absolutely uh, fucking necessary. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. I want to fuck on this motorcycle. Right. And she's well endowed? Yeah. I mean, she was a good-looking gal. I mean, she was she was and very. I thought she creepy. was attractive, but she had the autopsy scar thing, which totally creeped me out. Because I'm not an I'm not a necrophile. I just, know because I mean that would just be like a total turnoff to me. Yeah, I mean, I it just it, it just weirded it's me. It's like scarification, you know. It's well, like, scarification's a little bit different because you're actually branding your skin and sticking like stainless steel horns under your scalp and that kind of wackiness. I mean, I, I don't, I'm, you know, and my apologies to all those who have absent or absent tattoos, <laughs> autopsy <laughs> well, scar tattoos. No, I, everybody out there, you, you've got their own thing. I just, I don't understand it, but I would like to understand it. Not that I want to do it, but you see, I have this hobby and I'm, I'm a fiction writer on the side. And, and and I have been published, and there I do have a novel and some short stories out there, and I'm interested in these characters. However, I just don't identify with them, but yet they're still attractive to me because they are different. It's it's almost like it's all you could almost say like here's an alien trying to fit in with humans and not exactly knowing what to do, and so they get a tattoo. And the tattoo is exactly the wrong thing. Right. But they don't know it. Yeah. It's, um, I, honestly, I, I don't, uh. So do you think she thought it would make her more attractive? Or do you think she was, like, just trying to, to, uh, you, you know, to pre-weed out the guys who she don't think she would like anyway? Well, you know, here's the thing. She was young. I'm sure she was, uh, fairly wild. Um, uh, yeah, just, uh, FYI. And, um, I, I don't know. It was, um, she, well, you, I, I don't know. I don't know what the, been... I, I could psychoanalyze it and say, well, okay. So she's, I don't think she's mentally disturbed because she was very, uh, lucid. No, no absence, pun intended. And, uh, <laughs> but, and, and funny and witty, but uh, uh, speaking she... of which mine's gone. I need another one. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> 
No, go ahead. Go ahead. I know what's going to happen. You're going to be uh, typing on the keyboard at three in the morning. <laughs> I am so you sound happy. like you sound like Barney from The Simpsons, right there. I, uh, uh, and you're speaking to a fat man. Who, who, ironically, sounds a lot like Chewbacca. Yeah, he does. So, so anyway, so, anyway, so, so yeah, I, honestly, I don't know why she would get the tattoo scar. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with it. And if, if there are uh, listeners, if you do have a tattoo scar or any kind of piercing or horns or scarification, God bless you. Um, I don't get it. I mean, well, I, I mean, I personally don't want to put any more holes in me than, than well, here, what came stock from the factory. But, but still, I mean, okay, you've, you've met and talked to Marilyn Manson. And there's a guy who does some really weird stuff. Yeah, why does he do it to just just be different? I think it's uh, it's, it's it's an outlet for him, uh-huh. honestly. Because I mean, he he like breaks bottles on his chest and he bleeds and all that stuff. It's like, I well, at least he doesn't bite the heads off bats. You know, thank goodness for that. That we know of, and we love you, Ozzy. Thank you, and Ozzy, <laughs> if you're listening, we would love to hear from you as well. But, you know, I mean, Alice Cooper threw a chicken in the audience, and, and he's talked about that. And I think I, getting back to the whole vilif- villa, vilification, I guess, would be, of, uh, of rock and roll, it's like everybody wants to push the edge. I mean, the Sex Pistols, Sid Vicious used to get the crap beat out of him, uh, you know, when he played. Uh, Johnny Rotten used to spit on the audience. I mean, there's really nothing that new under the sun. It's just who gets the most press. Well, you know, there's a... There's a... I don't know if it's a no. It's a lyric from the Blue Oyster Cult, um, and they sang this one song that was, "If they really think we're the devil, then let's send them to hell." Oh, and it's almost like what what, what I take it what he was saying was, everybody assumes we're Satan worshippers, so we're going to embrace this and make it our persona, whether it is or not, because this is what's selling. Hmm. You know. Well, I think it's I think it's very interesting. If you go back, I mean, because Black Sabbath was probably one of the first bands that was uh, labeled as uh-huh. a Satan worshiping band. If you go back and look at the lyrics to that, uh-huh. it was very anti Satan. It's like very much about it, 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 it. Today, if you were to take those lyrics and most of them, I should say, yeah, and put them on an album, you'd probably get uh, nominated for a Dove Award. Uh, the, in the Christian <laughs> circles, because the lyric content is no different than a lot of uh, Christian music out there. Huh. So if you if you go back, I mean, in all honesty, go back and look at like um, Masters of Reality, uh, Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. Um, oh, what's the other one? What is it? Masters of Reality, Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, Paranoid. Let, read some of, through some of the lyrics, and it's like it's very surprising because you would think that they were all like. Ooh, scary, evil, you know, uh, that type of stuff. But it's it's uh-huh. it's not. That's what's so funny. It's like it, it cracks me up when it, when uh, when people get all uppity freaky about uh, Black Sabbath, and I go, why don't you go read, uh, you know, go read the lyrics sometime instead of just looking at what the persona is. So that's my high horse for the evening. I don't know. Well, you know, it's kind of funny. You, you're talking about that, and and. What what that brought to my mind was, um, there was I think it was the Bat Out of Hell um, album cover. Oh, Meatloaf, right, right, right. For Meatloaf and Jim Steinman, the yes. writer, brilliant writer, right? By the way, um, I I think it was on that album on the back of it or on an inside sleeve. They've got um, a I think she was a blonde model with them, mm-hmm. and one. And forgive me if I'm remembering incorrectly, but one had her hair in his fists, and another one was squeezing her butt. That really bothered me. Really? Why was because, that? Because you know, I don't because it wasn't you. No, no, it wasn't loving. It was very cruel. Right. You know. And that bothered me way more than anything that was ever on any of the album covers of the supposedly satanic Blue Oyster cult. And yet, you know, the guy, um, Meatloaf, I forget his, his actual name, the guy's a total sweetheart. Oh, yeah. And, 
And Jim Steinman probably is too. So they were doing this for some sort of image, but that really pissed me off. I mean, you know, they're treating this woman like she was, you know, an object. Well, dude, you look at, um, gosh, what was the what was the other band that did that? The Scorpions. The back was, of uh, the I was, back. I was never really into the Scorpions. So. Well, they have a the, they have a worse album cover than that. There was a there was a period of time where that was kind of acceptable to. Um, I know uh, that was that do. was the rock and roll, you know persona that people would right where uh, women were yeah women were sort of uh what's the word i'm looking for objectified objectified and, thank you thank but, you but it was even bizarre i mean it's even beyond objectifying them because they were like being treated like slave or sex slave or right. that that's the whole feeling i got from it is wow. you know and i was just oh god that just totally creeps me out wow well yeah I've, we've probably labored, belabored that it's, point. It's only death. rock and roll, but I like it. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? And, and you know what? We're coming up on 30 minutes of this part two. Wow. Uh, we should tell the listeners that you started Skyping out quite a bit, so we went to, um, we're on Google Talk right now, recording with this really strange Chinese program called Via Motion Basic. Or they don't need to know. We could keep it a secret. This could be like a whole uh, clandestine Type of uh, thing. See, I'm trying to. Wah, I'm, wah, trying to wah, wah. I'm trying to put clandestine as much as I can, like a subliminal thing, because uh, we we have the. Uh, the, the, the... <laughs> You're funny. Whoa! What the hell was that? <laughs> That's part of the program. Is it really? Wow. You make my heart melt. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's yeah. Please stop! I'm dying over here. <laughs> oh, good lord! That's that's just crazy. See, where was the, where were those sound effects when we were doing Zombie Beach? I know that it would have been perfect. Oh, good lord! It's it's drive time <laughs> DJ sound effects. I like that. So so get your absence today, and we'll just drink it down and get really wild and crazy. Join us next week. Dot com. Slow down. I guess I, first, I probably should put the URL before the dot com. Oh, whenever I can do that, it drive to. Okay. Slow death in the afternoon podcast dot com. Dot com. Dot com. Where the 55 and 405 freeways meltdown. Um, that reminded me of Dave's for some reason. Did it? <laughs> he used to do that. He'd be like. He would. No, I know what it was. He would do. George Carlin doing a DJ. Oh. What he would do, and he was really good at it. Oh. Or probably still is, because... Dave's but it would be with lot. an Australian accent now. He doesn't have an Australian accent. Yes, he does. I think it's affected. Uh, I don't know. He's, he's <laughs> Hi, <been> Dave. <laughs> oh, hey, how you doing, buddy? How you doing, buddy? I think you're affecting your accent. I don't think it's real. Yeah. I think you're, you're, you're just being cool. I think he bought it at a... Uh... Yeah, a stand you, on the beach you down in bought, Australia. You bought your accent. Admit it. Accent he, on loan from God. Yeah, and he's going to say, I earned this accent. You, Damn you. You bloody you, blokes. You bloody blokes. I don't know. Do they call him blokes in Australia? Yeah, he, he's called me a bloke. Has he? Yeah. Well, there he's, you are. He's, he's become Australian. Yes. Oh man, he was talking to me about those floods that they're having down there. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Freaking tsunami, in inland tsunamis, like a wall of water. They are saying that it is like uh, ten times worse than Hurricane Katrina. The the damage. You know, I I love. Well, I've never been there, but I've always loved the idea of Australia and everything. But man, I've got to say, it sucks to be them right now. Oh yeah, you don't need that in your life. I know. Really? I'm really, really sorry it happened. Yeah, and I'm glad, Dave. Dave, I'm glad you're safe. Oh, well, that we know of. No, he is. Is he? he? Is. I've checked. Okay. I thought maybe he'd be, like, on a raft somewhere. Uh... Well, he was calling from a raft, so he's okay. Okay. He, he was, uh, actually, he was clinging to the back of a, a, a swimming koala. That just is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear Okay. I don't okay, want to hear sitting... about that. He was sitting on the stomach of a giant floating koala. All right, that's fine. Yeah, I don't want to and hear it about was good. it. Was purring? It was purring. It was purring. Koalas yes, don't purr, do they? It, they do if you rub their tummy. If if they're giant ones. Welcome to Animal Kingdom. <laughs> I'm Marlon Perkins. 
Good Today Lord. we're going to explore uh, animals that don't exist. Now, here's the thing. Marlon Perkins is just like, well, he's dead now. But, I mean, when he was doing that show, he was like this 90-year-old guy, right? Sitting uh-huh. in this great little library in his home, always having his sidekick Jim go out and wrestle the animals. Yeah, it was Jim who always... Here's Jim wrestling the giant anaconda. <laughs> and just as Jim is getting his leg bitten... You can take a bite of insurance with Mutual of Omaha. Don't let this happen to you. Oh my God! Seriously, what a what a what a plum gig he had. I know it's 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 like this. It's like you wouldn't want this to happen to you, would you? We wouldn't either. You better buy in now. Is is Mutual of Omaha still around? Yeah, they're run by the mob. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> wow, dude, you're in you're in Chicago of all places. You don't want me talking about the mob. Man, the mob is everywhere here. Oh don't think God. that they're not. But you know, the funny thing is they don't ever have to actually do anything to you. It's just the idea that they're here. Right. They get their way. Well, it's like it's like uh, Area 51. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Well, yeah, I mean, you know it's there. Nobody really talks about it. No one knows what's going on out there. But you know some bad stuff's happening. Well, I've told you that the, I, I live not far away from a, 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 a steakhouse that I swear... I mean, I don't know, but I swear just by going in there that it's run by the mob. Really? Or at least it's frequented by the mob. Are you profiling? <laughs> no, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say where Your it's Your voice at. was so great right there. I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing nothing right now. No, <laughs> that was I don't. great. I am not, not going to attract their attention to me whatsoever because I'm afraid of them. I don't really live in Chicago. I live in... No, no I live in... Uh, uh, Den- Al- Denton, Albuquerque, Texas. New Mexico. That's that's where it is. I live in Florida. Area 53. <laughs> yeah, I live, I live in uh, uh, North Beverly Hills. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. So, the, so there's the... You would swear that... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. You go in there... Okay, for one thing, the dead giveaway was... The machine gun. No, no, they're playing nothing on the radio. They play, you know, they, you know, they have background music. It's, it's, it's a proper steakhouse. The lights are dark. You know, it's red velvet everywhere. They play nonstop. Um, music from the Godfather. No, Dean Martin. Wow. Okay, so Dean Martin's singing all the time. All the guys in there look like they just stepped off of, um, yeah, it looks like everybody had just stepped off the set of the Sopranos. They're all wearing the suit jackets with the patches on their, you know, on the elbows, and they got the haircut, and, you know, they got the whole attitude down, you know. Wow. And, um, and, and the food was extremely good and dirt cheap. Wow. So you, <laughs> so you frequent this place? I've been there a couple times. Now, here's the real question. The, do they call you like Jerry two times, or do they have like a, a a mob name for you yet? No, they don't, and I don't want one. Thank you. Like Jerry the Pen, <laughs> Jerry the Pencil Neck Geek. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't. You're not a pencil neck geek, my friend. I would be to them because they could snap my head. Yeah, that is up. true. Yeah, you don't want to get the mob pissed off at you. No, no, not at all. Uh, the mob. Okay. <clears throat> The mob is awesome. <laughs> Bravo, would, the mob. A little public service announcement. Uh, here at the Slow Death in the Afternoon podcast, we uh, we like any kind of large gathering of people. We don't care what their purpose is. Yeah, mobs are okay. Yes, whether it Especially be... if you're dressed as Santa. Whether it's... Uh, Asian gangs, uh, mafia gangs, motorcycle gangs. We don't care. We like everybody. Love the Hell's Angels. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So, but they're not the mob that hangs around here. No. <laughs> no. You know, and sadly, you know, I used to live in Newport Beach. There weren't a lot of motorcycle uh, groups. They don't like to be called uh-huh. gangs, my friend. Okay. Motorcycle clubs, actually. Clubs. Clubs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. I grew up right next door to um, um, a member of one called the Chain Gang. Really? Yeah. Nicest guy. Wouldn't want to ever cross him. <laughs> when, I, when I was a kid, I was in a gang. It was like three of us. We weren't real smart, so we just kind uh-huh. of spray-painted ourselves. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I was, 
trying to make a, a reference color? to tagging or something. Uh, <laughs> what color? I don't know. What was our gang colors? Yeah. Uh, now, now would be the perfect time to throw in the sad trombone. <laughs> You're green? Oh, good lord. You're the Orlin Greenies. The Greenies. Good heavens. Actually, you know, but that's funny. My uh, my old hometown of Orland, actually, uh, there is a lot of uh, purported, I'd not know this firsthand, but from what people tell me, uh, uh, quite a bit of gang activity. Oh, dear. Yeah, and it's a small town, too. It's like 6,000 people, so I don't know. It's just sad when, you, you know, I, I don't know what it is about going back to your hometown. It'd be like if we went back to Stockton. And like cruised around there, and like looked around and go, wow, what what the hell happened? You know, I go back every once in a while, and, and I actually like Stockton. Yeah, I I drive through it um, on my way to um, you know Northern California I, to see my brother, but I especially like the Blackwater Cafe in Stockton. On oh damn, what is it? It's on uh, not Yosemite. Yeah, it is on Yosemite. Is it? it? I'll have to look it up. Right. I know how to get there if I'm walking. Yeah. See, that's the funny thing. It's too, when people say, well, how do I get there? Well, I couldn't oh, tell you. Yeah, I could I drive there because I know the, the landmarks. I know. You You go down until you get to the apartment complex with, like, 10,000 uh, electrical lamps on the side. And you turn there and you go down until you recognize the street. Right. And then, you yeah, know. But that's true. That's exactly true. I don't know. Is that something that just happens as you get older? No, I was always I was never good at giving anybody directions. Yeah. I was good at telling people where to go, but <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'm picking back up, folks. The, uh... Long, long walk, short pier. Oh, good God! No kidding. Well, let's wrap this puppy up because I think we're we've got our hour. In. I think we do. I'm, I think we've I'm... Jerry once again. Uh, another one in the can. Another one bites. Another one bites, or another one rides the bus, or Uh, whatever it is. So this is uh, this is good. It's you know, as always, I have to say this because it's true, and as hard as it is to believe, dear listener, we don't really have a script. (laughs) I know, I know. I I'm amazed as well. Hard. We don't even have show notes. We don't have the show notes happen after the show. It's like we exactly. go about what the hell did we talk about. Oh, yeah, I, I, have to, I have to write it all down as I'm editing, so I know what to put on the website. I know this. This just hap- This is like brilliance happening at any moment. It's like it, it <laughs> we're just, still waiting for it. Well, yeah, we we are still. Waiting, one of these days, one of these days, it'll show up. It could happen at any moment. Is what it I'm saying. Could yeah. So don't miss it when it does. No. Because, honestly, you don't know when it's... It's kind of like Haley's Comet. Well, no, you can kind of predict that. Yeah, you can predict that. It's kind so of like kind the... Of like winning the lotto. It's kind of, it keep, is. It's like winning the lotto. Keep buying the tickets. One of these days, we're going to actually entertain you. This is like an auditory lotto. Yeah. You... No, not really. Because <laughs> <No. laughs> even uh, if you I, win... I won $10 today. Did you in the lotto? Well, I, it was scratch-off, yeah. Really? What, yeah, what are you gonna do with your? Uh, what are you gonna do with your newfound riches? <laughs> I paid for lunch. Oh well. So there lunch. is such. A, well, no, I was gonna say it was a free lunch, but you paid what? A buck for it? I paid two dollars for it, and I got ten dollars back. So, so you got a an eight dollar profit. How much was your lunch? Uh, it was six dollars. So you're still up two bucks. I am, except that I wouldn't, wouldn't have spent it somewhere else. But anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, so there is really no such thing as a free lunch. So, no. I would like to thank our listeners um, for listening and downloading. And um, uh, I haven't chosen music for this one yet, but I will, as usual, uh, give them thanks to at the end. Sure. And I would thank, like to thank our listener. Go ahead. I did. Okay. <laughs> that, was it. that was all I got. Later. See ya. Thanks for coming. Thanks for thanks for listening, though. Really, I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for dragging this on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as as is our way. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time on right. uh, Slow Death in the Afternoon podcast or SlowDeathPod.com.
my dear people from the future, thank you for joining us here in the past for this episode of Slow Death in the Afternoon Podcast. If you're listening to this ancient broadcast on Anchor FM, there's some high-tech way to send messages back in time to us through that amazing app of theirs. So, if you've got some comments, good or bad, send them our way. We just might include them in upcoming episodes. Until then, stay safe, don't drink and drive, and especially don't let your self-driving car get drunk. Also, never, ever, ever, ever light absinthe on fire. That is a sin against the Green Fairy. Until next time, this is Jerry, signing off. Oh, I nearly forgot. Don't forget to check us out on slowdeathpod.com. Thank you.